to the Stalk and I podcast for single women considering solo motherhood by donor conception. I'm your host, Mel Johnson, the solo motherhood coach and solo mum to a three-year-old daughter. For series four of the podcast, I talk to a variety of professionals about specific topics relevant to solo parenthood where they have an expertise. In today's episode, I speak to Emma, aka Donor Child, about her experiences of being donor conceived. I'm really passionate about learning from donor-conceived adults, and so I was really pleased Emma was open to chatting with me. I understand that there's many different experiences and feelings about being donor-conceived, and that Emma's views don't represent everyone's feelings, but it was brilliant to hear Emma's story. Emma, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. No worries. So before we get into the topic, what would be great is maybe if you just want to give yourself a little bit of an introduction. I will. So my name's Emma. I am 25 and I'm from Denmark and I am donor conceived and I'm donor conceived through an anonymous sperm donor, which was the only choice at that time. I do have both a mom and a dad, and I also have two younger sisters, but they are um, ICSI children, so they are actually my dad's biological children. Um, Yeah, and I think I have been into this donor conception, fertility treatment world thing for um four years or something like that um and before that I was living a very normal life brilliant and what made you sort of get into it a little bit more and be a bit of a voice in this area what inspired you to do that I think I had a friend who were looking for a donor and she came to me and asked me about being donor conceived so being donor conceived has never really had a very big impact on my life from I was an adult but it's always been something that I told people when I got to know them so this was a girl that I was studying with I am uh, a nurse so she asked me about this and that sort of made me think well maybe people out there can benefit from my experience and then I looked into it a bit and found out that there weren't really many stories where it had gone well it was more stories of um, gender conceived people being extremely sad so I felt like there was a need of a voice from someone who felt like her parents had done great um, to try to inspire people instead of making them afraid, I guess. That's why I'm here. And I think that's what's so important because so many of my community want to do the right thing. So they're looking for advice on how, if I'm considering this, how can I do it? And, you know, not to have a huge negative impact on my child. So um, I know a lot of people are hugely grateful to get the opportunity to hear what you've got to say and to speak to you so that they can make the best decisions and the best choices to minimize 
any negative experience that their children might might have. It's so great that you've decided to do this. I think it's also important for me to say, you know, I do also want to make sure that I cover a balanced view. So um, I think it is important to understand why people have had negative experiences and and you know not just only focus on the positive and I'm I'm sure we can talk a little bit about that as well so um so if we go back then when did you get to understand you were donor conceived how did that happen so my parents at that time you would advise people not to tell uh, the child that was donor conceived but luckily my parents chose to do it anyway so they made like a children's book for me that we read as a nighttime story and yeah we just read that um whenever I wanted to from I was just a baby so actually we have no idea of when I started to understand but I did understand more and more eventually and got to the point where I could speak about it and ask questions and my parents would explain more so yeah I think it's just been like a process of understanding more and more through um, this story and asking questions and pictures um, with um, like a picture of a egg and a sperm cell my mom would draw something like that so yeah I've known always I would say it's been so important I think yeah I think um that's definitely what what I feel as well like you don't want sort of this grand reveal you just want it to be something that's always been the norm it's just what yeah. you know the situation so and so did your parents speak to you almost like quite factually rather than I've seen two different types of books. I've seen more like the fairy tale type books and more the real, like you've got an egg and a sperm and this is how it works. Would you say your parents were more then of the factual sort of explanation? I think it was actually like a combination of the two. Right. So um, my parents are both doctors. Right. So naturally they would have a more um, factual um approach but I think my mom made it like a it wasn't really a fairy tale but sort of where she would explain um that they met each other and they loved each other so they wanted to have a kid and got married it didn't really happen and then they tried for many times and a nice man wanted to help them with a sperm to put on mommy's eggs and uh like that but also how a baby grows in the storm stomach it was more like pictures and then she would explain more but yeah like a combination of the two things I think yeah and did you ever feel awkward about it or worried or anxious or was it always just you know this is what it was I think my mom has always said that she felt like I've always been like some sort of proud of it in a way yeah and I've never felt like it was anything negative as a child I also felt like it made me special and I do remember talking about it and my parents expressing how special a child I was because 
they spent six years trying to conceive and then at last it happened and I also knew that the circumstances wasn't how you would normally conceive a child yeah. um, but I never felt that it was negative at all I always just felt like it made me um, somehow a bit more special than every other kid <laughs> I think something that I really strongly believe is that the way we as parents speak to our children will definitely influence how they feel about it. And I think you, you, what you just said then is, you know, my parents talked about how special it was and actually that you felt it was special. Do you think mm-hmm. that the way they talk to you has helped you with how you feel about it? I'm sure it has, um, no doubt about that. First of all, I've always known that they were 100% completely honest with me. And I feel like that is so, so important. And second of all, they've always just expressed how happy they were and how grateful they were. And also something that we've also talked about now is that they didn't really think about it at that time, but the way they talked about the donor also has had a very big impact on how I feel towards him so I'm very happy and very grateful but he hasn't really been a very big part of the story and I think also that might be why I don't feel like he's a very big part of my story. How do you feel about the donor sort of what role would that have for you? So I feel really, really grateful towards mm. him. Uh, obviously, he's an anonymous sperm donor, so I wouldn't be able to find out anything. But other than that, I've never really looked into, I don't even know what my donor number is. Mm-hmm. I haven't compared, I haven't looked at any DNA um, matching sites, anything. I'm not really interested in getting to know him or to know more about him. I'm just happy that he chose to become a donor and I really, really hope that he knows or somehow feels how grateful both me and my family are towards him. Yeah, no, I've never felt the need to know more about him, actually. And the same goes for potential half-siblings. So you've never tried to seek out any half-siblings? No. No. Do you know if you have any? I'm sure I have plenty. (laughs) 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 But no, I don't know for sure. And you have also got um, some siblings of your own um, and Uh they weren't only conceived. So has that had any impact on you? I'm sure it has. I think that if I was an only child, I might have that need to seek out um, potential half siblings but because I have two younger sisters I've never really felt a need and um, my sisters are only um, a little less than two years younger than me yeah. so we're also um, quite close age wise and also we are just very close very different personalities the three of us but we're really close so I've never felt like there was something missing there I think I've just had 
everything I needed and didn't really feel like I could take in more yeah no that makes sense and do you ever have any conversations with your sisters about you know how it how it is you know that you've both got I suppose different genetics is that anything that you ever discuss uh not really in I think we talked about it as children obviously they knew that I was stoner conceived we read the book as a nighttime story all three of us but I think we were quite old when we realized that me being donor conceived and um, my dad being their biological dad actually meant that we were only in a biological sense half siblings so quite old actually I think maybe 12 or something like that I just think we always felt so equal in our relationship towards our parents and uh, the dynamics in the family um, didn't really make us feel any different Uh, and then we've spoken about so one of the twins looks very much like my grandmother on my dad's side so we've talked talked about things like that but yeah from the outside you wouldn't be able to look at our family and tell that I had another dad than they do so I think that also has something to say maybe yeah no that makes sense and so just in terms of then some of the the things that you've been involved with what what then have you done since starting I know that you've just started an Instagram account what what sort of things have you done on this topic on this subject so actually the first thing I did was that I went to a fertility clinic here in the city where I live and I asked them this is my story would it be of any interest and then they wanted me to um, speak at they had like a big conference and I I um, spoke at that one and that was the first time I really experienced wow this is actually of interest to people and then I started my blog which I've been doing for I guess three years or something like that but yeah sometimes I I think blogging is hard. I think you are very far away from the people you are trying to communicate something to. But somehow, whenever I did something, it just created more opportunities. So after I started my blog, somehow I ended up writing a book. Amazing. And what's your book called? It's called Don't a Child, a Child of Love. So I wrote it in Danish at first and then now it's um, been translated to English and yeah, it's just been amazing. And so now I've just created my Instagram account and I'm so, so happy I did that because I feel like that is a great community for people in um, fertility treatment or people who have or want to have a donor conceived children. So I should have done that way before I did but (laughs) happy I did it now brilliant and so what sort of people are you connecting with is it mainly people considering treatment or is it other donor conceived people um I think mainly it is parents of um donor conceived children 
either it is lesbians or um, single mothers or um, just people who had difficulties conceiving themselves. And then, of course, there are also some donor-conceived uh, people as well. So I think it's actually everyone and also a bit of uh, like professionals reaching out wanting to hear that side of the story and I think it's also great that the clinics also start to because there aren't so many donor conceived people who had grown up yet so yeah. I think it's also important to to tell them what has had an impact so that they can navigate and maybe change things for the better so that is actually why I do all of this I just want to help people and also I want to see that we do things the best way possible amazing that and, and the same as me that's exactly what I also want to do so you said that you um had an anonymous sperm donor because that was the only option what are your thoughts on that now um now that people can mainly choose between have you got a view on it yeah I do I think I actually I think it it's not an easy question to answer because the argument I've seen very commonly that people argue that if you choose an open donor you will always have the choice to take contact if the child wants to yeah and I agree on that but the thing is that I feel like it's been a big relief in my life that I didn't have to make that choice. Right. The choice was actually made for me. So I've also read an article from another donor conceived individual who also had an, an anonymous sperm donor. And she also explained it like a door being like half open mm. all the way through life. And then you have to decide if you want to go through that door or not. And I've just never had to deal with that. I don't know what you should choose. I don't even know what I would choose if I was in that situation. But I feel like that is also very important to remember that it can also be a relief not having to choose. So just saying that always choose an open donor that is then you have the choice. It's not, it doesn't necessarily be the best way and it doesn't fix everything just doing that. So I don't know if that was an answer. Yeah, so, I mean, basically what it seems like you're saying is it's not straightforward. It's not just that it has to be this or that. There's different considerations. And for yes. you personally, it seems like it hasn't been a negative, that it was anonymous. In fact, there was elements of it being mm-hmm. positive. I'm sure there's other people who feel differently. There's a, there's a mixture yeah, of feelings, are, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What, what, what do you think is some of the reasons from your knowledge on why other people are not in the same space as you are why other people are struggling a lot more with this have you got an idea on any reasons why that might be yeah so I I think that the main thing is the truth and knowing from when you were a child like 
it not being a surprise you're not feeling like you've been lied to it hasn't really complicated anything because i think that is often what happens is that the relationship in the family is affected when something like this is being told in later in life and yeah it's just too big of a secret and i feel like a lot of the times at least all the stories i've heard it has come out anyway so that is the one thing that i really try to communicate is that you should just be open and honest um, about it with the child and as long as you try to explain and just to love this child then i i think that they will feel like it isn't something to be ashamed of and then hopefully we can change this thought about donor can save people for the better and then also i think there's actually i think that the communication from the parents is just so important as you said as well and i also think if we talk about the anonymous or non-anonymous donor again i also think that it is actually the communication about your choice that is very very important and that it has a lot to say about how the child might end up feeling yeah i agree and one of the things that i say to a lot of my coaching clients is if they are feeling shame about the situation then unbeknownst to them that probably will then come across subconsciously even to their children so it's something around I personally believe that you have to fully embrace it so I'm Mm. really confident about my decision proud of my decision I'm really happy to share with everybody about it and therefore I hope that that means my daughter will feel the same whereas if I was lacking confidence and it was doubting it was worried about it it's very difficult to then share that story with your child without some of that coming across if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. I always advise people to really work on it for themselves and to fully embrace and become confident with it to allow you to then make sure that you're communicating with your children in the in that same way I would say and it seems like your parents from what you're saying were like had fully embraced that yeah they had brilliant and are you in sort of like a donor conceived community at all no um i feel like um it is not easy to be a part of these communities if you are not unhappy right with um your donor conception because I feel like the ones who are in need of these um, networks are often the ones who have been heard um, and also the ones who want something like a big political change or something like that. Mm -hmm. That is why they seek these um, communities, at least the ones I, I have stumbled across. Okay. 
Because interestingly for me, um, I'm trying to ensure that my daughter grows up actually knowing quite a lot of other donor-conceived children, but from solo parents. And the Mm. reason that I'm doing that is because I think that one thing that I've sort of read about and was learning about is that as a child, and this is just with any subject, often we don't like to be different. You know, as a child, you want to fit in. And one of the things that I was thinking is that although family forms are changing and it's not that everybody is in the, you know, traditional nuclear family, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of people in that. And so certainly for my daughter, when she looks around, she mm-hmm. will see a lot of her friends having a mum and a dad and she will just have a mum and now I hope that she there will be a bit more diversity and that she'll see differences as well but one of the things that I'm trying to do is make sure that she has friends who are in the same situation and actually we spent some time with one of our friends last week and um I said to her um oh you know do you know that your friend is also got a donor and not a daddy and she was like oh really and she seemed to really like the fact that there's other people who are in the same situation as her Mm -hmm. I think it's slightly unique with a solo mum because there isn't actually that you know father there so I think that I hope that it will be beneficial for her to know other people, but they would also be people, I hope, that are are very positive about their situation and they can get to know each other in in a more positive way, not that they're they're negative about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that that is also, yeah, that would be different and and that would also be the parents trying to create these um, communities and their their point of view might be different true true one of the things about these communities because i i've experienced parents asking me about this a lot so one of the things is that the people who feel like i did before i realized that there was something about this topic the the donor can save people who feel like i do they don't really think a lot about their conception true and they don't they don't think about people out there not knowing about their their feelings so they don't really seek these communities they just live a very normal life that's so true yeah i understand what you mean yeah and i feel like when you are a parent going into this that is really really important to know because you will see a lot of negative stories um, and they are important too as you say but just because you read a lot of the negative ones doesn't mean that there doesn't exist many positives as well they just don't really think about going out and telling them they don't they almost don't see it as a story because it's just their their that's actually yeah that's actually something I've struggled a bit with because sometimes I'm like oh why am I writing this on Instagram or my blog does it even have interest um to people am I just talking about stuff that they don't really care about and then I see how people react and the answers that I get and 
and I know that okay it is actually important to go out and say these things but uh in the moment I can feel like what am I doing yeah that's so interesting I can totally understand that because even sometimes I think that I start to think does anyone care about this it's it's just so normal I don't even know why I'm talking about it anymore but then there's so many people that are still going through that journey that do want you to talk about this and help them through it but so positive in some ways that you're having those questions to yourself because it shows that it is it's just you know what life is for you so I think that's a really really interesting thing for you to share because it it is scary going on the forums and and listening to what people um say it's difficult because I think there are slight differences as for a solo mum community because you've got the donor conception element and it's harder to not be honest as a solo parent because you have to explain you know where the the lack of a of a father would be and so I don't really know any solo mums who haven't told the truth maybe not from the beginning maybe they wait a little bit and I I always do encourage people to your point to talk from birth um mainly to get your story straight for yourself and get confident sharing it and like you say you don't really know when you start to understand it just no somehow happens but there's also the the family setup that's different and I think probably um when I talk about meeting other donor conceived children it's actually meeting more solo family children because that's more like getting the support from people who are also in that same situation yeah there's there's those sort of two different elements but it does stop really the possibility of you not sharing yeah Um, and then I don't know if you'll have a view on this, but the, the one thing that I am like, I would really like my daughter to meet or have the opportunity to meet donor siblings because mm. probably I'm not going to have any more children. And so she would be an only child. And there's this argument that we should let our children choose. But if I let my daughter choose, she won't be able to make that decision years because she won't understand it because she's too young and so I feel like it's a decision I could make for her and if we meet them and she has a good relationship with them she always has the choice not to continue a relationship but but what I've read is that some donor conceived children feel like they would have liked to have known them from younger but then what you're saying is you actually weren't interested in in knowing any at all have you got a view on you know whether we should or there's anything wrong with trying to find donor conceived siblings at an early age I think it's hard to answer again yeah sorry I'm asking you all the tricky questions (laughs) yeah no worries I think I would obviously you can meet up and have a meet a couple of times but I think that would be all I did I maybe I wouldn't even meet up maybe I would just have the contact and then um, the parents could know that each other existed and know that and then you could ask the child when they um, 
when they become a bit older if they want it to or so almost find them but don't necessarily act yeah. on it until they choose yeah I think that would be my approach and then you can always say oh there are um this and this um uh, they're they're there if you want to but you don't have to it's up to you mm. I, think I think that would be my approach because I I yeah I think it's another one where there's no real right or wrong answer on this is there it's because everyone has is a personal choice and um sure. you know I, I think lots of people feel differently on it so I don't necessarily think that we should believe it's a right or wrong decision I think it's more no. like what works for you and what was the rationale and it, why you ex, how you explain it to your children um but really interesting to get your view on it as as, as well to understand how you feel about it I mean, my community are single women who are considering becoming a solo parent or, or who already are. For people who are considering it, what advice would you give to people? My general advice is to be honest and to just love and make sure that the child knows that it's loved. But for the parent, I think that also my advice would be not try not to worry too much mm -hmm. because uh i see that in my own parents and they've worried and worried and worried mm -hmm. in all the decisions they made actually my mom always explained that her decision was always based upon where have where do i have less to lose so they felt like telling me was the best option because she i might not be happy about it but at least she wouldn't lose me if i found out and got mad mm -hmm. so in that sense she's always worried a lot and most of the time it hasn't really been there hasn't been anything to it so she she's just spent a lot of time worrying about things that wasn't really a thing Mm, very so, easy to do yeah and I think when you're in this process choosing how you want to build a family and um, taking the necessary choices uh, and also going into fertility treatment I think there are so many things that you have to consider and think about and um, just yeah so my advice would be try not to worry too much and try yeah. to to um go with the flow also brilliant and just i suppose then what you were saying is to just focus on your relationship with the child and your yeah. dialogue with them not some of the other things that you can make bigger than than they really need to mm -hmm. be brilliant so what i will do i will share your instagram account your blog and then where people can get your book as well if they would be interested in yeah using that would be amazing fantastic oh thank you so much i'm sure this will be so helpful for, for for so many of my audience so thanks very much for taking the time oh thank you if you've enjoyed this episode of the Stalk and I podcast, I'd hugely appreciate if you rate, review and subscribe. I look forward to seeing you again next week.